Yep. We're in. Log Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media and the World of Ink Network. This podcast was founded in 2011 by Marsha Casper Cook and Virginia Grenier. Their focus has always been on helping writers reach their dreams by having informative and entertaining shows. You will also hear the latest information on what's new and exciting in the publishing and marketing industry. And the shows will also cover discussions on screenwriting, audiobooks and movies. New to the shows will be the latest style and trends in fashion, as well as nutrition, and how Pinterest can add just the right spark of attention you may need for your project. So, sit back and relax, and enjoy the show. You can find out more information about our shows and being a guest at www.michiganavenuemedia.com. Hi, everybody. It's Marcia Cook, and it's Good Stories, a Good Story, and we have two great guests today, and they're both returning guests that have been on before, and they're very, very talented. So we're going to get into some deeper discussions um, because we have Jack Remick, who likes a deep discussion. Don't we have Eleanor? (laughs) Okay. Parker Sapia. And uh, then we have me. We can go any way we go on the show. So it's going to be a great show. We are going to talk about some things that I think that all authors really go through. Uh, and uh, they're each going to tell you a little bit about themselves and uh, what they do. And then uh, we'll just go right into the discussion. And uh, I am an author, screenwriter, show host, and whatever else I'm not sure about. <laughs> That's for right now. We'll leave it at that. Anyway, it's going to be a fun show. So we'll have Jack talk first to say hello and because and i'm just going to say we have a good plan today because jack likes a plan and we have a plan so we're going to go for it jack how are you i'm doing pretty well marcia can you hear me there seems to be yes, another voice coming through yeah really? okay good well i, I guess it's just, just on my end i'm thinking I can, okay I'm yeah thinking. no i'm doing i'm doing pretty well i'm not writing a whole lot but i'm uh doing a lot of other things so uh, been well, you've written a about, whole lot. I mean, you've written a whole lot. Yeah, so you have, I think I'm up to 22 books now. Oh, my which, goodness. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so and is there I, a delay should, on the line? Yes, there is a delay. There is a delay. And oh, okay. I think Blog Talk okay. has, uh, is having a few issues, which is not surprising. But uh, it's they were, say there might be a delay, you know, and so maybe you're hearing the delay because it's on my on my show page yeah. where it says on air, it's coming up with a message. So that's the message of the day. We may be delayed a little. But then when it's done, when the show's done, this is a live show, but when it's done, I think it, it seems to work out sometimes. You won't hear that. So um, okay. I will I will say one thing, you know, um, about what we're going to – Eleanor, I've met Eleanor from Jack. So Jack has introduced yeah. me to a, a lot of different people – Jasmina, who will be on, and we, you've, Jack, you've introduced me to a lot of people that we've had on the shows. So Jack makes friends easily. So, uh, yes. so you have 22 books. All right, well, let's let, we'll talk about Eleanor. Eleanor, tell a little bit about what you are doing, and then we'll just get into discussion then. Okay. Well, thanks for having me again, Martha. Oh, I'm glad you are so coming good. on. Yeah, and I'm happy. It's to been see a while. It's again. been a while. I know it has. It's been a long time, I and know. I'm happy to speak to you both. Um, I 
started writing it, uh, oh goodness, age 50. So I'm a latecomer to the game. Um, wrote a book called A Decent Woman uh, that took me, I would say, more than, I would say about eight to 10 years to, to finally publish. And I'm working on my second book called The Lament. So I'm a full time writer, sacrificed a lot to do this. And uh, it's what I, what I want to do. And I love it. And you won an award. We can't forget that for the book. Yeah, well, and Jack as well. So we've been, uh, yeah. Well, Jack, been a, both of a you. Great, oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's been, you know, and awards are great, but I, I learned from Jack that not to rest on any laurels. I don't yeah. know if you remember telling me that, Jack, and just to get back and uh, stop reading the reviews and keep writing and get that second book out. So that's what I'm doing. So I'm taking Jack's advice. Thank you, Jack. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm Jack glad somebody does. Jack, Jack, you give great advice. And before we go, Jack, you have to talk about the blog that you have because that is where. Can I hang up? Can I hang up and call you back because I'm getting really strong uh, interference from somewhere. I'm going to try another line. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. We'll keep going. Okay. 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 And I I don't. I, I don't hear that. Yeah, I don't either. I don't know. Maybe he does. Well, it depends sometimes where, you know, where you are because it's all Internet-based. So it it comes across in different, you know. I mean, to me it Mm -hmm. sounds fine today. So I know you and I were talking before the show. We were talking about, um, you know, creative writing and things like that. But you said you had written a blog. Mm -hmm. uh, What's the title of the blog that you were just writing today that we can maybe talk about that a little well, it doesn't have a title, but it was it's about oh, okay. creativity and about the process and where ideas come from, you know, what interests us and and how the ideas may evolve. Um, the first draft of the second book is complete, and I'm really happy with the story and the characters, but as I look back, I mean, I've been writing this second book for four years now, so I'm, I'm amazed, you know, how long it can take, but... Um, it's so important to, to let the, the the story evolve in an organic way. And Jack, not are you back rush. on? Jack, I just, yeah, excuse yes. me. Jack, are you back on? Oh, good. Good, good. Jack? Are you it's on, Jack? Now. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, good. Can you hear okay, me? Okay, we just talk. <laughs> yeah, yes. we do. I can hear you, yes. Um, okay. We're talking about creativity and uh, yeah. what you were talking about, so then – before you know we talked about this before the show but Eleanor was just saying uh, you know just talk we just started talking so go ahead Eleanor I just yeah, yeah. To I, what I was saying Jack was that what I was I, saying was that the first oh go ahead go ahead no well one of the things I wanted to say is that Eleanor is a really good example of someone who has an idea works it out revisits it later and keeps going and going and going until she strips away all the stuff that's not essential, which leaves her then with a really fine, readable uh, fiction. I think that a lot of writers tend to forget about the rewriting process and just think that in their creative splurge, well, I'll just write a book and put it out there and it'll be wonderful. It never Mm -hmm. is. You know, right. I know I've read several versions of The Decent Woman. I haven't read much of, of the laments, but I was really impressed with the way Eleanor, despite or you know, yeah, despite all of her skills and talents, 
was still self-conscious and self-aware enough to go back and say, huh, I can change that and make it better. That's really oh. a good sign. So, Thank yeah. you. Well, that's still going oh. on. <laughs> Well, right, so does that mean I'm an expert then because I keep going back and back and back and back? Yeah. Yeah, you know, look, at, you know, that's one of the things. I think that people do not go back and read their story, and that's what we started to talk about before the show was that um, how fast everybody seems to be getting all their books out, and I'm thinking to myself, I am fast-paced. I'm a fast person in general. I but I don't write fast because I go back and look at everything and I'm really fussy. You know, and mm. so I'm wondering, you know, what is it that a lot of people now are doing because they're not taking the time that they need to develop the characters as much because I hear them and they're not really, you know, they're not they don't care about their characters like they should. You know, because they are a part of us, I think. Well, you know, I think... I, think, I agree. Let me, let me run away with that for a minute here. It just seems to me that it's... Well, put back up one step. When Bob Ray and I were teaching at the university, we found that our most receptive students were women. The men hmm. already knew it. Ah. We couldn't tell them anything. So the women are saying, well, what am I? What's going on? The men say, I've got it. I know that, see. And this gets mm-hmm. into some real curious things about mentoring, about tutoring, about guidance and what you will listen to. Because I know that if you walk into it already knowing it, you're never going to learn to do anything. So people right. read so and they they want to write exactly the way they have been reading without realizing that most of the stuff you're reading was originated 10 years ago. Well, like Ellie was saying, you know, it takes 10 mm-hmm. years to write a book. So it's exactly. not new at that moment. So you have to look at it for some other way. Men, and I'm being really generalizing here because my misanthropy, given the political situation, this is an all-time high. I'm being really <laughs> brutal on men for not, yeah. for not you know, opening up and listening to where yeah. the real guidance is coming from. Okay, end of rant. <laughs> you're not ranting, but you're not ranting because yeah. you taught for so long. You taught for so long, and you you know you have your blog that you you know you've yeah. had for years and helped so many writers because. Those the people that think they need help are usually the best writers because the people that mm-hmm. don't think they need help will never mm-hmm. learn anything that you have taught them or anybody else is saying because they think right. they can do it. And I think, you know, even on my shows, I don't have as many men as I have women, and I don't know why that is <laughs> because they don't. Well, I you know, sometimes you know. Um, the men they want to you know take over the show and do the show and because you know they're thinking that they can do this and that's fine and they have a <laughs> list of things you know thinking that I might not you know I I'm sure some people do think I'm not organized but I am exceptionally organized in my head you know I really am and so I think yeah. that you know sometimes men they're thinking like they don't want to interrupt me or they don't want to say what they're but my shows are pretty open and. As you know, like Eleanor and you, both of you know that you can ask each other questions because I'm fine with that. After nine years of shows, I have questions, mm. but so do my guests. And sometimes on my shows, people have never talked to each other before, so this is the first time that they've actually spoke on the phone. I mean, both of all of us have talked on the phone, but some people have never talked to people on the phone. It's only through the Internet. 
And well, then you know, don't Ellie, always let me, know. Let me ask, let me ask Ellie a yeah. question here, Marcia. Yeah, sure, sure. Ellie, how sure. many other writers do you maintain a relationship with, you know, writing, you know, back and forth, like you've done with me? We we worked together for quite a while, you know. Yeah, we, you have. With, yeah, we have. You worked with a number of other people. Do you do you stay in contact with people and seek their advice? Um, you know, when I first started, I did, and and I was getting so many conflicting yeah. um, opinions, and I was getting their yeah. process. I was get I was receiving. I mean, kindly received, you know, but. I was getting so confused that I realized yeah. I have to find my own voice. Mm-hmm. I have to find uh, my my style, and I can't I can't rely on others because I have I've had my life, I've had my life experiences, and they're completely different. We are all so unique. Yes. So I think that's that's when when I started focusing on. Um, I knew I would write about Puerto Rico. I, that's where I was born. That's that's what I know. Um, that's that's when I started looking at writing, but writing, journaling, and 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 uh, blogging, and realized that I wanted to find home again. That that was important yeah. to me. So yeah. that took me in a different direction. So once, and I do have many. I have a lot of writer friends that we keep in touch, but it's. We we respect each other's time. Like there's not this obsession that we have to speak to each other every week. Yeah. Um, we yeah. share. Right. We share. You know, we share with each other. We ask questions. Um, but when it comes to writing, it's a very personal thing, and that's what I discovered. Marketing sure. is different. Yeah. You know, yeah. marketing. I agree. I agree with you 100. percent I, I do because that's that's you know because there is a danger to asking for asking for too many people to read your work and then right. listening to everybody because they they're not it, it's in your mind these characters are coming from you and they don't really exactly. know them so I, I agree i don't really you know um i i really think it's my opinion is it cuz actually if you let them read it before you're even done you might have changed it 10 times after that you know, well, and, just let me yeah. jump in yeah, on sure. that. You know, yeah, sure. Let me jump in on that. One of the things that we keep running into in this regard is critique. What is critique? How does it affect you? Do you yeah. even want to do it? Well, I have two mm-hmm. sort of cliches that I use. One, critique is a really good way of killing your competition. See, I mean, <laughs> oh, if boy. you're really good with the knife, you cut their throat and they won't write anymore. <laughs> so you get rid of those guys. The second thing that comes from yeah. good critique is the ability to say yes or no. So don't be afraid to show it to somebody. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. listen with an open mind and take what mm-hmm. they get you to that you haven't seen before and adopt that. So don't yeah. be don't be shaped by that, but let them mm-hmm. help you discover the best story that's in you that's coming out. That's, yeah. that's do, my do you, approach. I think we're touching yeah. here on that at a certain level. Do you mean Do you mean when the story is written, when you're ready to share? Because what I was talking about was I needed to kind of shut out everyone else while I was writing. But I yeah. definitely agree with you in that when it's ready, uh, readers, I mean, are, are invaluable at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I Jack agree. is. But yeah. Jack, I mean, you taught this, so I mean, it's just not. 
like asking one of your neighbors to read your book. This is right. your Jack. This is your an educated man who has done so much work in different ways, yeah. and so your help is a great value because you've uh, been there, uh, done that. I mean, you know, and I could yeah. see where people would want you to help them because you. Ha- Look at, I mean, for me, all right, let's just take me as an example. All right, for, you know, I'm not good at editing, and mm-hmm. it inhibits me sometimes to think that someone's going to edit my work, even though, because I unfortunately still think I'm a screenwriter writing books, which is true, and because mm-hmm. when you write a screenplay, it's all out there in first person, but then when you're writing a book, it's not. But, Jack, mm-hmm. you have skipped some of the rules, Jack, because even in <laughs> Citadel, you have, you have, you know, because it, you did things that nobody ever would ever, ever, ever think of doing or even dare to do. Right. So yeah. how do well, you that gets us to the make that decision? Creativity, doesn't it? You know. Well, let me yes, interrupt though and go go back one thing there. You know, I I work with Bob Ray, who is an accomplished yes. and, and great novelist, and mm-hmm. what we do is work. We we sit across the table. We'll we'll alternate reading paragraphs of whatever we're working on. One, I'll read a paragraph of his. He'll read a paragraph on him like that. And what you get to do then is to share in almost a symbiotic way a another writer's view of what comp, what consists in a story. And yeah. it, it's not that it's not that he's going to impose his view on my story or me impose mine on his but what we're trying to do is to strip away you know, the the stuff that's not necessary see so much of what ah. we write isn't necessary and you mm. you know that from screenwriting i mean you know 90 yes, pages i do and that, 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 that i think it can be a problem when it, i'm writing you know? now yeah i think for my other my writing a book mm. is different you know because you mentioned when we were talking in, uh this week about novellas and mm-hmm. That's, you know, because sometimes people try to get words written on the page just to make it more pages. And and it doesn't necessarily make it a better book. Yeah, exactly. True. Exactly. True. That is true. Well, one of so what do you say to people? So what do you say then, then, Jack? Because I know you have, you your boundaries are different than everybody else because you do, you do have different boundaries. I mean, you come up with different formats that other people would be afraid to do. Right. Or people would say, oh, well, you know what you're doing. One of the things that I coach writers in is not to be afraid. And, you know, the standard rule, don't be afraid to take risks. Because Mm -hmm. if you don't try something, well, you're really spinning around, or we're spinning around here, the notion of creativity. You know, what exactly is creativity? And where do you know, the stupidest thing I've ever asked myself, but I ask it consistently, is where do the ideas come from? Well, I worked with a psychologist, a psycholinguist named Jarvis Sebastian many years ago, and he said the window of consciousness is about an inch wide. Everything else is taking place in this massive space called the unconscious, which is the size of the universe. And the problem is the conscious, the conscious part is linear and orderly and all this kind of stuff, and it wants to make sense out of the world. The unconscious is global. It doesn't care about logic. It just spews things out. 
So here you are writing a book. You open your pen and you start writing, and all this stuff comes out. A bazillion words come out. Of the bazillion words, only 50,000 make any sense to your conscious. So you're, you're really strapped. See, we're talking about creativity here. Where do stories come from? Ellie says, it's mm-hmm. my life, my stories. I want, I want to get my stories. Those things are all jammed in there just waiting for a conduit into reality, which we call a book or a story. And it's yeah, really exactly. curious how we confuse creativity with the activity of the unconscious. And I'm going to throw that out there and let you guys run with that. Well, okay. You know, you say take risks. Okay. You know, a risk, it's true. You know, I think, you know, Eleanor, you mentioned that about the reviews and all. Okay. And uh, I'm having a show in a few weeks. I was supposed to have it a couple weeks ago, but uh, the woman that was going to be on couldn't come on. Her name is KB. I mean, it's for KB Reviews, I think. And she does reviews, and she reviewed one of my audio books, and it wasn't – a horrible review it wasn't a good one either and so i told but i absolutely agreed with what she said and i thought of it after the fact so i want to have her on my show which is gut that's a gutsy thing anyway because but but i want because the truth is i actually think she was right and i but i'm not going to rewrite the book but it will help me well it actually will it's going to change i changed my description of the book like for the audio for the amazon book because i thought yeah, that's right. What was this book really about, and why did I do something like that? See, because when you write a screenplay and when you write a book, sometimes you give away too much, sometimes you don't, and they tell you to do, you know, don't give it away at the beginning, and then you got to have a murder at the beginning, and, you know, and then all the rules that everybody thinks they have, you really, like Jack was mentioning before, you don't need a rule. You know, it, there is no well, rule. Let me, it's a let book. Me, it's let your me, story. Let's, let's jump in there. And let me lay this on. Ellie Ellie said it yep. early on. She got this idea. She wrote it. It's taking her 10 years. See, that's beautiful mm-hmm. because yeah. most writers let it go too soon. See, they yeah. don't oh, do that's that a good secondary, yeah. that third or fourth rewrite that takes them past all the stuff that's not essential. Let's go for right. a moment to Elmore, Elmore Leonard's 10 Rules of Writing. That One of the mm-hmm. biggest ones he says don't uh, cut the, the the parts that people tend to skip. <laughs> you know, yeah. What are they yeah. skipping? That means that you, you know yeah. you have let them off the train, so to speak, and given them a yeah. way out. And there are a million yeah. reasons to put a book down, but only one to keep it in your mm. hand, and that is yeah. it won't let me go. See, so Ellie's on the uh, Ellie is absolutely a mature artist here who says <laughs> I'm not going to let it go until it's ready to go. And at that exactly. point, she stripped out all the junk, all the good yeah. stuff that's left yeah. there, and I want to read what happens next, what happens next. What, and it doesn't have to be a car chase and a gunfight. You know, right. in, yep. in A Decent Woman, I kept reading saying, "What? good God, what's going to happen after the magic scene where they, well, holy yeah. shit, what's happening here, you know? So this is, what, this is what makes it a good novel. And, of course, other people saw that and gave her prizes for writing it. That's wonderful. Yeah, I think, but and that's what I think, that's the other thing, soon. right? You have to not be afraid to take that gamble, to take the gamble. Yeah, I think, I think for, for myself, I might have come into writing at age 50, but I've been painting since I was young. So, so you're creating. I, I so you've been creating. Right. So anyway, right. exactly. So I use the paintbrush, um, where now I use words, 
but I painted, I exhibited my work. And so I already, I, I understood the creative process, my creative process, not anyone else's. And right. I, and I understood how long it takes and how, how much work and how much scrutinizing and how, and then walking away, coming back. And what I'm, what I've known is that thought there's, I sat with my characters. I sat with the story for a very long time. Yeah. I wrote char- I wrote character sketches, but I allowed them and the story to develop naturally. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's what helped me with painting and I think I've carried over a lot of what I learned. I may not have known what the hell I was doing when I was writing at the beginning, but I yeah. understood my my process. Yeah. And how right. things were so that has helped Wait. a lot. That doesn't mean I don't get stuck because I I, I do <laughs> absolutely. Well, I think but one I of the good things great. is I think right because now people are you know even people that are like you know let's just say in the movies you know they're bringing back movies about things that are you know in the past like even Judy Garland's story which I saw that movie and it's really good and I love Judy Garland and I think you know Bradley Cooper when he did you know. Uh, when he did Star is Born, you know, he went back to all three versions, and he took all mm-hmm. three of them, and he wrote, I mean, the two, well, and there were three, actually, before this one. So he took all of them, and then he made his own version, because mm-hmm. he added, because he didn't want to not give credit to the first, second, first and second ones, because they were really good stories. So he added a little piece of everything into what went before, and now when he did A Star is Born, it turned into a great movie because he didn't only use some of the things that he thought of. He went back and reviewed what the other stories were of A Star is Born, and he made a great, you know, listen, he won awards for doing something that people are afraid to do, go back. Well, I think that afraid to do is a big word right there, you know, I mean, most people... Here's here's the problem we have as writers. We want to be loved. It's that simple. God, we want the people to love my book. We want them to love me. Well, to be a good writer, you have to let go of that need in order to, as, as Ellie said, you got to live with the characters. You got to be in the characters so that when they when you're writing dialogue, it's not the edit, the author writing dialogue. It's the author transcribing what the characters are saying. To me, yeah, that's exactly. the essence of it is letting those people speak. There's a Natalie Goldberg used to say, get out of the way and let the characters speak. You know, well, yeah, you know, once you, once you let go of the need to be loved, and I'm going to say this with all, you know, modesty and everything, only then could I write Citadel. I had to let go of what people would have thought of me, of my, my, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. I say. I don't care. I mean, I have let go of that to the extent that yeah. the, God, when I read Cavie's report on her journey into the wasteland, you know, oh, man, uh, I don't wow. even remember writing that. But good yeah. Lord, does she say some you were, interesting things. You know? yeah. Yeah. You were, I, you I were, don't know where they um, came from. Well, were, I do know where they came from. They came from the character. And that, that's yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like we channel. It's like we channel. And we are channels of, of if you if you are willing to sit. That Citadel to me, I've read a three, two of Jack's previous books, Gabriel and the Widow, and I read mm-hmm. Blood, 
which I thought would was mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Because incredible nobody nobody book. writes quite like you, Jack. I mean, they just no, don't, and that's no. a good thing because well, no. you can see when you that, write the you know? book, <laughs> write your book, no, he, and anything a, you write, everything you do, you you're not afraid. But right. when no. you have that fear of people liking what you wrote or agreeing with what you said, that takes a long time to make yourself not feel those feelings, you know, as far as not like it. Yes. And I think, you know, right. You, you know, and while I'm talking to you, I'm thinking of my own thinking, Oh, maybe the book that I was doing, the book I'm doing really should have just been a screenplay and not because I, here's a dilemma. When you do a screenplay and then you decide to do it in a book, which I do and Mm -hmm. change it so much that it's not even the same story, and you're wondering, why did you do that? Because you like the story. Let's say one of the screenplays got optioned, which mine did, and so I changed the story so much it's not even the story anymore, and I'm thinking as I'm listening today, I'm thinking, well, maybe that's right. Maybe it really should never have been a a book. Maybe it should just be what Mm -hmm. it is, a screenplay, and maybe that's why I can't seem to get it right because it's not coming up to what the story was or what I thought it was. It's something else. Right. So maybe right. Well, I don't know. There's that, there's that business that screenwriters somehow manage to find the real story that's in the book. If yeah. you look yeah. at something like the Bridges <laughs> yeah. of Madison County, if you were to study that stylistically, you'd go nuts. But I watch it every night. You know, I almost watch it every night. A little of it. I yeah. just don't know why. But I didn't care for the book as much. I love the movie. And I keep yeah, watching see, it. That's because Mangella found it. the story that's in there. You know, I mean, yeah, exactly. the style that the, it is written in is is kind of putrid. I, being honest with you, you know. Yes. But the I, movie, I which is the story told in a different mm-hmm. mode, really is yeah. an appealing piece of writing. But you know? I want I keep so, watching it because I want to know how two characters they stayed true to the movie the entire time in the they were in the moment at the time and it's just two characters basically which mm-hmm. because i write with so many characters that's maybe why i'm so interested in how are these people really doing this they're just themselves and to me if i'm writing them thinking like oh it'd be boring for me to have just two people but why do i watch that so much because there is there's really two prime people and most of the scenes almost all of them actually, are the two of them, and how is right. it so powerful, but when I read the book, I didn't like the book, so right. I don't know how that well, is, you know. I, well, I think it shows this intimacy, it shows the intimacy between yeah. these two characters, and that's very appealing, which is why I love the movie, like you, I didn't care for yeah. the book, right. um, and I think it, 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 was, it was fascinating, because it had, there were so many themes that, that just came <laughs> out, know. and and their, their past and their love story, I thought it was beautiful. And the passion, <laughs> and the passion that wasn't just, like, I, I know even when she's sitting in the bathtub, she's, like, sitting there, Meryl Streep, and she's just thinking, she's going, oh, everything about him is erotic. And I'm thinking, like, all she said is one sentence. It's erotic. And exactly. meanwhile, when you're writing a book that's erotic, you have, like, 500 million scenes with, okay, this this scene, that scene, just to say <laughs> the same did thing. You away with words, Marcia. I know. <laughs> I know. 
But I'm thinking, oh, my God. you got to remember, I've interviewed tons of people that are erotic writers. Tried it myself, you know, as far as writing it. And still, and which Jack knows, my Virginia Templeton character is everywhere in my mind. And I'm just coming out with a new cover for it because I have never left her mind. And I really want to do her story because like over the years, I know her so much better now, and that's why what you're saying today really makes sense because I know so much more about her when I wrote it just because I was trying to write a sexy novel, but I know a lot more about her. Right. And exactly. because it's years later, well, yeah, now I know. Get to with, the thing you get to with her is that you know every novel or every story that she's in, she basically takes control so you're writing that about, you know, me. women. Me, that's me. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Well, no, you know, you're right. No, I agree. You're right because she does take control of everything. And I think that a lot of women, you know, um, are feeling that more than ever before because almost like even when I'm looking on Pinterest now, all the things are, you know, about, you know, uh, powerful women being strong and everything. And I'm putting stuff out because I mean, people, there are so many women and Jack, mm. you write really good women, but a lot of women don't yeah. realize how much power there is in being a woman because they were never allowed to be that way. Right. But you I'm write not women saying, I'm so not powerful. saying that you don't, that you can't love when I say, you know, but I'm saying as as a writer, you have to get over the need to, yeah. let, to have people love you. You've got to let the story become yeah. the central focus, you know, which gets me to a real big thorn that's sticking in my side. And that is, is the human mind actually capable of lim- of generating only a limited number of stories? I mean, oh, mm. you know, oh, I mean, how many movies wow. have you seen that sound and look the same? How many novels have you read that that sound and look exactly the same? Yeah, uh, you know, this Humanity. sameness Humanity. is killing. It's like everything yeah. is being mass produced out of the same printing press by the same robots. You know, yeah. where's, mm-hmm. the, where's our creativity if we're so grandiosely creative? You see. Right. Well, and because, you know, and that's true, because, you know, I, I have all these things, things taped on my show on TV, you know, all the, med, I like medical because I did medicine about 20 years, I was a lab technician, you know, and so I did that for years, but, and I'm watching all the medical shows, and now it's like I can't tell them apart, it's like, oh, okay, exactly. I just saw that one on that scene, yeah. on that day, yeah. and then I saw another one, that scene was <laughs> last week, yeah. you know, and Ellie, you're right you about gonna, that. Ellie had something in there, yeah. we, we cut right. her off, what was it, Ellie? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ellie will remember. See, there's that mind working. A powerful and woman. Through and it's gone. Because you right, because idea Ellie is, go, if you don't Eleanor write it is down, powerful. Just to say it right now, it Eleanor, you are powerful. <laughs> you you write powerfully, Eleanor. I mean, that's why you your blog. You know, you have a lot of passion in you. What when you're talking? I do. I do. I do. But that's a good. But thing. I think that. Well, those are some of the themes I that that I love to look at, you know, as a woman. Um, you know, the women's vulnerabilities, how they re, how they how they uh, interact with men, how they interact with the other women of different classes, of different you know different echelons of society. Um, so yeah, that interests me, and, and I'm and I'm uh, I, I love human nature. I love knowing what what makes people tick, um, and I think that's. I don't, I don't know if that's powerful, but but it's 
definitely um, I can zone in. I, I can really zone in. <laughs> I think that yeah. Comes from well, that's well. That's why. That's good for a writer. It's very good for a writer to zone in. It is because there's a there's a background in 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 uh, I in uh, Belgium. I lived it overseas for 13 years. I was uh, a, a counselor in the only English speaking counseling center in Brussels. So mm-hmm. I think that comes from that and a, and a fascination with what makes us human and and who we are. Do you think that, in fact, what you're telling us right now is that good writers are also good psychologists? I think we're, I think, we're intuitive. I, I think we're intuitive. Yeah. I, I think you're right. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I think we're, we're good listeners. We're patient. But when we know something, we know something. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't right, know. Right, right, yeah. I, I actually and, had a conversation about this with a friend, and and it was having to do with because I am highly intuitive. That's just always it's in my family. It's, it's my daughter has it, my grandmother, my mother, my cousins, my aunt is highly intuitive. So, and I've always gone with my gut. So sometimes I wrestle with, gosh, you know, that could be wrong. So, you know, self-doubt can creep in, and that also happens with characters. Like we have to, re- yeah. we have to, yeah. to realize their frailties, you know, that they, they, they could be wrong, that they may not know the whole picture, even though they're, you know, moving forward like, you know, they're charging ahead, like, yep, that's, that's what this character is going to do. But I think it's interesting to throw something in like a doubt or, yep. or something right. that maybe they ignore yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm interested in 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 these characters, and it re, you know, de, as we all are. Um, yeah. yeah. Jack Callard's characters to me are mind blowing. Citadel was the first book where I read, and my jaw dropped. I can't tell you how many times it dropped. See, but, but, but and Jack, Incredible and you know, you're not novel. afraid to describe. You know, Jack describes things where other writers would stop. So maybe Jack, you can try to tell people because how do you, how do you, what is inside you that lets you really really get well, to this, the soul this is of kind a character? Of why I asked Ellie the question about, about are writers really psychologists? See, I, I've read a book some time ago by Eric Kandel called The Age of Insight, and he's a neuroscientist who won a Nobel Prize. So what's he doing, the blurb on the book says, what is this Nobel Prize neuroscientist doing right about, do it, writing about art in Vienna in the 30s? Well, yeah. what, what, what he's getting to is the, the neurology of perception. How do we see things? You know, what, what part of our brain lights up when you see the color yellow? What happens mm-hmm. in your brain? Which neurons fire when you see a diagonal yeah. line? So here's the guy who's talking about the way the brain works. And what I think happens is that when you accept a character in your pantheon of characters and you live with that character, you have to see what they see. And one thing I know about obsessive characters is they persevere. They insist. They, you know, they keep going deeper and deeper until they finally, as a friend of mine said, you pick the scab off the wound and see what's oh, under boy. the scab. Yeah, yeah wow. That's, yeah. that's why yeah. I think... I. I I use those words to get to what this character is seeing, and when I am yeah. living in the character, and I'm, 
there have been times I'm not a method actor. I'm a method writer. I have to be. See, to be an actor, you just have to be that one character. To be a writer, mm-hmm. you've got to be all the characters. Yeah, so exactly. a de- let's go back to A Decent Woman. What I saw in A Decent Woman was this, this person who starts out at this level. She goes along. She gets abused. She gets hurt. She gets betrayed. She gets deceived. And what happens is she makes a monumental decision to cut off all of that, you see. Well, to yep. me, that's no different than a, an in-depth description of a character's psychological perception of a landscape. To oh, me, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, I see, what I'm saying. yeah I see why you mm-hmm. asked the question. Yes, I think we yeah. are. <laughs> well, yes, I think it's are. true. You know, I, th- I do think it <laughs> well, is I'm true glad, in a lot I'm of ways. I'm glad we all agree on that point. Well, you know, because yeah. sometimes, yeah. I mean, I... you explained it. <laughs> yeah, because you talk about... Because, you know, sometimes when you're talking to people that aren't authors, they sometimes, you know, for years... I was always comparing. I would go like, oh, yeah, I saw this, and this reminds me of in this movie or that movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because in my mm-hmm. head, the people that are writing movies are just people telling stories about things that they knew or they, you know, or they had an idea that yeah. went further than that. But then I, then all of a sudden when uh, Chris Matthews on uh, CSNBC, he, MSNBC, he Mm-hmm. He will say that to somebody that he's interviewing. Goes, oh yeah. He goes, it was just like Taxi Driver or whatever. And I'm thinking, this people tend to be that way sometimes because you're thinking of a movie because they really and a movie or a book really has a lot to do with what comes up in our mind because we remember those scenes and well, sentences that people and, and, and say. Let me, let me interrupt there. And, and yeah. I have I have a phrase that I use to talk about that. What you try to do with a piece of, of art or writing or whatever it is, you try to open a little bit of a gap in that other person's ego sphere, see, because we all want to relate everything to ourselves because in our own mind and our unconscious, each of us is the center of the universe, and we're mm-hmm. smack in the middle of that ego sphere. So that's incumbent upon the writer to understand the brain. That's why I referenced Candle. How do we... How do we get inside somebody's mind if we don't know the way the brain works? See, so you're trying That's to true. open up that little bit of ego sphere. So when the guy says, oh, yeah, that reminds me of the time when. See, well, you got inside their ego sphere, and now your story is in that person's ego sphere. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the depth at which we have to operate to be successful writers. Now, to be mm-hmm. successful does not mean that you sell a million books. What it means exactly. is get in yeah. somebody's head yeah, we all agree and they on that. your story in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I think it's definitely true. agree with that. Yes, it is. I think um, someone asked me, one of the first things people ask, I've had people ask me, I should say, when I say I wrote, I wrote a book and then this is the title, um, they always ask me, well, how many books did you sell? <laughs> and oh, they I ask you that? that? They oh, do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How many? So how many? In in, in that that must be the, the, the level of success or what I'm looking for, and that couldn't be further from the truth. No. <laughs> because yeah. Even though yeah. it's nice to sell, but it's really not the primary or my primary focus. I want to reach the reader. I want to move my reader to tears, yeah. to, to laughter, to, to maybe coming away with an, an understanding 
or yeah. looking at situation yeah. or, or a people or something uh, in a different way to offer them maybe a new perspective. And that could be because I write about Puerto Rico and there, and there are not many novels written in English, I should say. Um, yeah, right. About yeah, right. the island on the island. So I think that's that's probably what I've uh, yeah a question that I'm always asked. And, and it, it, and well, it's, and how it's, much trauma and how much trauma now goes into those stories because uh, the reality of what happens is now real. <laughs> it's like exactly. it's out there for other people. <laughs> right, and the history of the island. So so that so you know if the person just wants to know. How many books I sold? Well, you're 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 kind of missing the boat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, because I, yeah, I, I'm surprised yeah. that would ask that, but I do think the one thing that's really good is if it happens a lot in my children's books where they'll say, "Oh, my my child, you know, loves that book. They read it every night." See, for me, it's not about how. It's when someone says that to me, I'm going like, "Oh, really? They love it? I'm so excited!" You know what I mean? They take it to school or whatever. That is what an author likes. An author likes also, I think, if they mention a character, you know, that you do yeah. as like it's a person. I love that exactly. because it makes me feel exactly. they got to know that person. Exactly in their yeah. own special way because everything, yeah. like art, everything is subjective. Art is subjective. Book, so no one's going to come away with the same um, idea of the book. As a matter of fact, um, I remember reading. It was a very nice review from a friend friend of mine, Charlie Vasquez, who wrote um, something about, and he described the novel as a feminist novel. Well, I was really taken aback. I was like, "Wow, was it really?" Yeah. And it never yeah. it never had occurred to me while I was writing, that that's, what, that that's how people would look at it. And now that I reread it, it really is. <laughs> so, you know, but, you know, and that's the other thing, you know, because sometimes people say they go like, oh, you know, uh, a woman would do this or that. And, and I said, I've had, and people say, do you want men to read your work? I go, of course I want men to read my, and they do read my work. And I say, Virginia Templeton and a lot of the other books are guilty pleasures. Lots of men have read the book, and I'm thinking, well, that's a good thing. You know, I mean, I'm it not is. writing for just one type of person. I'm writing for someone to like the story I wrote of, you know, my characters, not just a woman, mm-hmm. you know. Now, now. Now, that's very true. Now, what Jack does, which is incredible to me because I'm writing male characters more in depth than the first book, what is astounding to me and how I I met Jack through a a mutual friend, that he wrote this, Gabriela and the Widow, she was... I if I had not known a man wrote it, I would not have believed it. <laughs> well, well, no, Jack well, goes in depth, you. and he I really does that. know. No, Jack writes women well. It's he really well. does. I mean, you know, well, and, and the Citadel is the same. The Citadel yes. is even more of that. More of that. Yeah, All, so he, many he pushes women characters. to the top. He pushes women yes. to the top. We like that. Exactly. So that's a good thing. Exactly. <laughs> Well, that's you know, how it I, is. People, people have asked me that question many times. You know, how do you write the female character? And I say, well, I'm both male and female. When I wrote, I gave a talk at the Elliott Bay Book Company, 
And they said, uh, you know, but you're working on a novel now about, you know, Gabriella. And I said, well, if you think I'm Mitch, the character in Blood, then you have to think that I'm Gabriella, the character in Gabriella. Ooh, that's I, say, wow. I am both. I am both. Yeah. I have to be both in order to do that. So all you have to do is have lived with women. I have four sisters. And I lived yeah. with women all of my life. I know that you wear hand-me-down dresses and sometimes each other's. No, I, you know, I mean, I know all of that, you see. And so all I have to do, Ellie, is draw on my experience as a brother mm. with four sisters. And, you know, yeah. I know what Gabriella is going to say. You know, I yeah. know what, you know, I know what caveat, I know what Trish is going to say. When, you know, I, it's I know that. It's incredible. So it's it, it sort of, that gets us to creative. Did I create the characters or did the characters see? I I I can't answer the question anymore. What the hell is creativity? Right. I mean, yeah. Oh, that's so creative to write Gabriella and the Will. No, you know, I, I don't know that. I'm, but it's I'm a character, and that's the thing. It's a character you wrote, but you developed the character. That's the the point of everything. Is can a woman or a man? Yes, I think you can. You can develop a good character, whatever sex. I mean, it, it shouldn't matter. If you're a good writer, you should be able to develop the male character, the female character. I mean, you know, and, you know, uh, in my case, a dog, when I have a dog talking, you know, and, um, but, you know, you, you have to be able to get to that person or you know animal or whatever and then you know like people years ago people would say what do you mean you're going to write like a dog talks in a regular book i'm going like well yeah because i think people talk to their dog and now every commercial the dogs are talking the dogs are driving the dogs are eating hot dogs the dogs are everywhere and i'm thinking like well this is okay then because i knew this already about you marcia you know i have a friend who says, you know, don't, you know, write about the grebe, become the grebe. So does yeah. that tell us something about who you are? It might. I don't know. I don't know. Head, I've been writing know. angels lately, and I'm I joking, added too many angels. the flexibility that we have. You know, you know can, and this was wonderful. Gabriella, we can be, I, I forgot, right. the protagonist and decent woman. What's her name, Ellie? Oh, Anna. Donya Anna. Anna. I, you know, I can be Anna, I can be Gabriella, I can be a dog, I can be Mitch. Yeah. You see, I mean... What we're doing is admitting, and Ellie, you used the word earlier, our essential humanity. We are mm-hmm. all of those things. Yeah, you know, right. We, you know, you know, and all we have to do is not be afraid to let go and not want to be loved so I can become a dog. You know, I can, mm-hmm. you know, and if you do that, then you're, you're, you're as close to creativity as you can become. I've I've puzzled through this now for a long. People say, "Where do your ideas come from?" And I say, "Well, uh, you know, my my unconscious mind. All there are some of all of my reading. There are some of all of my teaching. The people that I know, you know, uh, yeah. In you know, the, anyway. Well, no, yes, you have to be. It took no. me years. It. Go ahead. What I couldn't hear. No, that. I was, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, no, no. I yeah. actually wrote. The- I, I wrote something about ideas today in this blog post, a draft blog post, and I said um, it, that, it, that it really is what interests you, what you're passionate about, what you're fearful about, what you don't want to look at, what you know is kind of niggling you in the corner yeah. of your, the dark recesses of your mind, and yeah. that's what interests me. I, I, don't, I 
abusing women had uh, crime, it had rape, it had uh, betrayal, issues of loyalty or themes of loyalty and friendship. But I think that the second or the, the lament is is there's a there's a lot. It's it's religion. It's it's uh, yeah, my background. It's everything. Yeah, my my Catholic background, um, and going to kind of not uh, not really understanding it, and how naive maybe I thought I was, and what I learned. So my character is is a novice nun who's very idealistic. She's very innocent, and she's thrown into something. Well, her journey, I mean, her her little, you know, her right. journey into knowing or understanding and coming, maybe coming of age as well. So I think it's, I think for me, what's really interesting is, is to, is to start out with an idea, but then really think outside the box or really get, yeah. get into, get to my fears. What am I, what makes me afraid? What, what makes me look over my shoulder and what, you know, things that we secret, you know, things like that. And I think that's, that's probably what what the second book has a lot of about secrecy and and preconceived notions about who who is standing in front of us and what they portray and what they really are. Yeah. And I think that that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And and you're right. I think sometimes it does. Uh, it's in us. You know, mm-hmm. and we don't really know when we're writing. And sometimes when someone will say to me, they'll go, oh, yeah, I knew, I felt like I knew this character about you because, you know, I have sometimes where I don't like to fly and my characters always have these um, experiences on a plane that are great. So just for a minute mm-hmm. or two, but it seems to be what I feel like every time I'm on a plane. So if I put a character on a plane, I'm thinking, well, they just can't have a smooth ride. It's not going to happen, you know, and <laughs> it comes from me. You know, yeah. and you don't so always realize it. And and Jack, you're right. You probably do. You we probably do think a lot differently than other people do, because we're going into like a a little idea to us, then we turn it into something. But if we're sitting somewhere and then we're thinking, our brains are working all the time. There's no shut off. Yes. Yeah. I well, agree with your, that. Your unconscious. Let me. Let me other artists have tried to deal with this in many, many ways. Uh, the pianist Busoni, who attempted to be a composer, was actually a lousy composer, but one of the greatest pianists who ever walked the earth. The reason was he had eidetic musical memory. He could hear something, and it became his. He could play it. You know, he didn't have yeah. to read the music. He could he could hear it and play it. The problem mm-hmm. was that when he was composing, he couldn't find any he couldn't find himself he could only find what was in his musical unconscious and so yeah. everything sounds like you know somebody else a friend of mine was at tanglewood with with aaron copeland one summer and john had written something and copeland listened to it play and he said john you must not leave stravinsky open on the piano when you compose because you know, yeah. it, see, this is the the thing. Our unconscious is so powerful; it can learn yeah. an entire universe from some other person's single word, and you can go with it, and it just lives in there. And so, it's incumbent upon us as writers to let that flood loose, you know, to yeah. to, to free it. But the problem is, going back to the beginning, it's totally chaotic. 
Our unconscious yeah. doesn't care about yeah. logic. Yeah. You know, and it's incumbent upon our skill and technique as writers to take that flood, strip out yeah. the p- boulders and the pebbles, and to get down to the pure water. You know, before and and we call that our book. We call that our writing. We call that so. That that's exactly. my approach. So you're touching you're touching on. In, in a way, we're circling around this notion, you know, we're, we're probing the question of what is creativity, you know, in a lot mm. of different ways. And everything you said mm. is absolutely right on the, right on the nose. Yeah. 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 I think it's true. I, I think, you know, but a lot of times we don't sit and think about ourselves and we think about our characters and um, a lot of us does, you know, it comes out you know, in things we do or in things that they like or they don't like or maybe the fears, like Jack said, maybe it is that way. You know, things that we fear that, you know, and Eleanor, you said it too, where the fear, Mm -hmm. you know, of something comes out in another way, you know. But we don't always know we're doing it. We don't know it probably until we read it later and you go, oh. You know, because I think sometimes we are finding about ourselves and other people more than we think, oh, you know, absolutely. like other people don't our, our know themselves sure. maybe as well as we do know ourselves because exactly. we I don't. think that's very yeah. true. Right. Yeah. I think it is yeah. true. And I think, I think it can happen both ways. Some, like with the first book, because again, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was yeah. writing and, and the story changed. And as my life changed, the work changed, yeah. um, the story changed with this. And I didn't, I think I took chances with the first book, but boy, with this second book, I'm mm. I'm letting it all hang out. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's good. good. That's good. Uh, I think it it's may, important it to do that. Well. I do. I think it's an important, you know, for me, it took a lot of years for me to be able to, I wrote under a man's name, like Max Irving was me, and I because I felt like some of the stuff that I was writing my screenplays, I thought, oh, I don't know, I can't be writing this. And, you know, at, at that time, it was years yeah. ago, it's like mostly men were screenwriters. So I'm thinking well, like okay. a woman screenwriter is not going to be, but now there are a lot of them. I mean, there were a lot years ago, years and years before, you know, wait, before there were a lot of the, the old, old movies, women wrote those. But then mm-hmm. for years, it was mostly men. And now it's yeah. women again, a lot of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know, and it, it's important, though, to kind of learn about yourself. And that's why what Jack, you say, it takes time. It doesn't. And, Eleanor, that's why now your writing is different because it's taking you all these years to get to know that you're not afraid to take risks now. Exactly. Well, I it's think taking, I, it's well. taking a long time for her to strip away the known to get yeah. to the unknown. Yeah. And to yeah, find exactly. ways to say things that express that unknown, and yeah. that's, that's the new. Now, I'm not sure if we can equate newness to creativity, because you know everything right. works in a metaphor. See, but there yeah. are a million ways to tell the same story. I'll give you an example. Okay, uh, this is a story about a shipwrecked guy who winds up on an island with a wild man who teaches him about the forces of nature. Well, what have I told you? <laughs> Robinson Crusoe, right? The oh Tempest, my, my right? Odysseus, right? No, no, I was telling you the <laughs> a plot summary of Fernando Arabal's play, The Architect and the Emperor of Assyria, you see. I mean, but here, this simple ah. story underneath a shipwreck on an island meets a guy turns out to, to produce five masterpieces. So yeah, what exactly. is, see, you see, what's underneath all? So what Ellie is doing and what I'm trying to do, and I know what, Marsha, you're trying to do, is strip away the common 
to find the unknown and explode yeah. that into a new expression. Using, unfortunately, we have to use English, which has only 20, right. 26 letters. You no, know. I think you do. The longer you do this, and you work, yeah. at, and when you read your, and when you read your own stories later, it's hard, You know, that's why I like audiobooks sometimes because I feel when I listen to my stories that are audiobooks, I don't. It's like mm-hmm. I didn't even write it. I felt like yeah. someone else written it. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking, like, what was I thinking? What was I thinking then when I wrote it? Who knows? You don't know. You don't. You don't. Right. You usually don't. the well of the unconscious. See, the unconscious yeah. gives you all those things. It filters through your meager little conscious mind, which is kind of like taking little baby steps. And here comes this yeah. giant flood of information mm. and ab reactions yeah. and powerful stuff. And you clutch at it with your little pen, and, and you can only get a piece of it. You can only get this piece of it. See, yeah. but that mm-hmm. unconscious is so powerful. It just mm-hmm. loads up your conscious, and it, you, you have to get out of the way and let the thing express itself. You know, I mean, That's true. You, have to, uh, right, you, you do have to get out of your own way, but it's hard sometimes. You know, look, as much as we talk about this, and this can go on forever, talking about the same subjects, but when we go out and try to market a book, it's incredibly hard because you know you're you're trying to get you you want people to read your book, but then again mm-hmm. you want to write, and then again yeah. if they don't read it or if they read it and you have to beg people to do reviews, this is ridiculous. This is not mm-hmm. what you wanted to do in the first place. You're not going to sit there and you know or libraries say like, oh no, I don't think we want you to come because libraries don't do this as much as they did before. I mean, and so it's unfortunate. And then you think, well, if I go to the libraries, what's the difference anyway? People aren't going to buy it there because everybody's changed, and you buy exactly. it online. So exactly. why, yeah. why, why well, bother? Let me give you a little bit of encouragement, both of you, okay. because I've given it to myself. Okay. I look in the mirror every day as uh-huh. I'm shaving, which I don't do anymore, and I say, Jack, you have the same number of readers whether your books are published or not. Wow. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, I but I still write them, you see. Mm. It doesn't matter. And we just have oh, to accept that. You know, if you can yes, get over but your you need have, to be you know, loved. for years you have a publisher, but so it's you know, and you have a publisher that always liked your work, so that's not really alone. You didn't really do it for no, you know what I'm saying? Because you were with a publishing house for years. So somebody, yeah. somebody well, a publisher liked fact, your she work. She, in fact, told me, said, I'd pu- I'll publish everything you write. And okay, so, you know, she did, you know, except right. the others that came out. But the the whole point here is that she was accepting what was coming rather than trying to shape it in her own image. She realized mm-hmm. that the editor is yeah. not God, that, in exactly. fact, the writer is the one who's producing these things. And what she wanted mm-hmm. to do was to find the let, help me find the best story that was in each of those novels. And I think she did. I mean, yeah. Catherine yeah. Redgold is a, yeah. is a wonderful, you know, insightful, yeah. just wonderful yeah. editor, you know. Right. So it, and see, that's, she, that's one she, of the problems she, she now. Accepted the gifts, she accepted the gifts from my unconscious. I'm, I'm phrasing it in that way, in, in in this medium called a book. Yeah, but that's not how it works now. That's unfortunate because it's not really working that way now for people. You know, and it's like everybody that's a star, every politician, their books are out everywhere. Every, every time someone's on a show, oh, I have my book. Oh, I have my book. Yeah. And then, you know, and the rest of the world who's sitting there trying to write really good stories 
it doesn't mm-hmm. work out for them and they give it up. And that's one of the reasons that, which people know this. I continue to do my show because I think it's so important for people's work to get out there and people to at least speak to people. You know, it's mm-hmm. good to have a voice out there to show people that mm-hmm. you are human and they might want to read your books because they're good, you know, for people. But yeah. a lot of times yeah. people don't have that in them yeah. and they stop. Yeah. And that's bad because I After, think we all would well, admit that the, at the beginning – yeah, the problem is the that the arts, the arts yeah. in this century are in deep yeah. trouble. The, the arts are in deep trouble, you know, I mean, yeah. all around. Museums yeah. are kind of yucky. Orchestras, symphonic music is kind of, you know, although there may be some movement back to it. But the, the whole question of the storehouse of, of art, be it a library, a bookstore, a, 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 you know, a symphony, you know, those Mm-hmm. Those things are fading now, and, it, and it's fading in face of the quickness of the time that we're in. You know, yeah. people will tweet rather than write a letter. People will text mm-hmm. rather than, yeah. you know. Yeah. So we're, mm-hmm. we're caught up in our own speed, and we're so furiously busy that we don't have time to get anything done. And that's yeah. killing us. And, you know, the one thing about Amazon, I think it's the genre. I'm not surprised that there are just a dozen writers who are living off their writing. But it's like, you know, the genres, you know, people, I see them on Facebook talk about it. The genres that you get to put your book on in on Amazon are really hard to fit yourself in some of them, you know. Mm -hmm. And it costs people reading their books because they're, they're never going to find them because the the genre isn't really right. Everybody isn't contemporary romance. You know, there's more to it than that. And if you put yourself in that field where, okay, it's contemporary romance, you and millions of other writers. So how does the reader find the good book when also people are faking reviews and having 300 reviews, and then when the reader reads the book, they go, what are you talking about? This is a horrible book. Why am I even reading this? And why does it have five stars? (laughs) Right. Well, you You asked a very interesting question for which I have no answer. Why don't you talk to Kelly about that? (laughs) Right. It's true. There is no. But the answer is keep writing. And it's hard. It's hard to find the niche. Like I, I thought... At first, when I first started out, I, I thought, okay, this is the niche. It's, it's Puerto Rico. It's the Caribbean, uh, yeah. women's issues. But then yeah. that evolved, and you're like, gosh, I wish I hadn't, you know, I hadn't said okay to that genre for Amazon. So it's really, it's impossible. That's a, that's a tough question. That really. I mean, you could switch it, and you can call Amazon and ask them for your help. Help, you know, ask them for some help because it is very difficult, and you know. Um, and the reader is the one that suffers from this because the reader doesn't eat. You know, I'll look, I'll look up a, something just to see, let's say, romance, uh, sexy romance. And then you'll see books that don't even belong in that place. So then if you see if it's too sexy, then the people now, the erotic writers and people that have a lot of sex scenes, they don't even put their books anywhere. They're all the way at the bottom now. So it, that's not fair, oh. you know, but that's how it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I don't I understand guess the whole thing. There's no, right. No, there isn't. And then there's the, and then if you go to a bookstore or a library, they all think if a book is just brand new, it's better than a book that was written three years ago. And how and that concept came deal. to be yep. is ridiculous. That's a big deal. Yeah. 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 And they yeah, say, it's, oh, it's not a new book. So what? Yeah. 
you know, hot off the press. What does that mean, hot off the press? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Well, on that well, note, Ellie, right, let's, let's, you know, this let's, was really fun, and I think we really got very good conversation from this because I, have, I think I people one, that are listening are going through this. Let me I have one As more always. question of Ellie. Ellie, <laughs> okay. when, do you, when do you think the laments will be uh, in readable form? Have I have, um, well, the, 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 uh, what I'm considering close to final draft manuscript okay. Um, maybe in um, I'm thinking because now of course we're into November and then December. I'm thinking January. In January, I'm yeah. going to submit it to the okay. uh, to the publisher um, and uh, to my publisher and and see what happens from there. Um, okay. I but I as we all know that that could be just the beginning of the second <laughs> the yep. second cycle. <laughs> Right. So I know. And listen, I, there's nothing you can do. You have to do the best story you can write, you know, and you make exactly. it the best you could write exactly. it. And if it's not the best you could write it, then you'll have to, it'll take time then, you know, and it, it's hard because, you know, you're not always sure. And sometimes the more you do it, it's not as good. You know, you sometimes can't think it over that much sometimes. I think no. for a lot of writers, it is a problem too much, it is. you know, to over. Yeah, over yes. Ellie, but, I have another, another uh, question for you. Do you do you sure. see this as a big book in terms of thick pages, or a big book in terms of essence? Wow, essence for sure. Essence, yeah, yeah. See, page count doesn't matter. I mean, it can be a tiny little no. book, but if it's got a giant, you know, bomb right in the middle of it, then it's really the the power exactly. is, is not indexed by the size of the book. So. I used to think. I, I'm going to ask both. I'm going to ask both of you. I want to ask a question because I think it's an important one. All right, when you're writing a book, so how many times do you do your first scene at the beginning? Of, I'm calling it scenes because I'm thinking of a. But if you, how many your first chapter, do you do it over and over again, or do you think it's good at the first time you've done it, the first oh, chapter? No. Okay, oh, see I'll that's the part. That to Ellie. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, I'll put that to Ellie. I think yeah. I've, I've I've rewritten the first. Chapter probably twenty times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Me too. So yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> asking. Yeah. I you know. Well, and, you, yeah. Okay. Let me you, tell Dan? you the way Bob Ray and I worked on that issue. When we okay, were good. writing the weekend novelist writes a mystery, Bob called me yes. up one day and he said, Great book. "What is Act Three? And I said, yeah. "Act Three is a template for rewriting Act One." Okay. Right. <laughs> in other words, what stays Good at the idea. end gives you an index to what yeah. should be in the beginning. So until you have written an ending, you don't know what's going to happen. See? So my exactly. my technique right. is very different from what Ellie just described. All right. Yeah. I'm working with a young writer right now named Marcella Van Owell, and she mm-hmm. was she she because of the way things have happened in her life, she wants to write about life and herself. So I'm approaching it and saying, look, Marcella, before you can begin to write this, you want to write about the writing. You want to write about that you don't know. know." So she sent me five or seven pages of writing about the writing in which she lays down, without being aware of it, an entire set of polarities that will give her the structure for the novel. But she first had to sit down and write about the what am I? I, She didn't even have a character's name until page seven. And then she says, yeah. oh, her name is Lucia, you see. But, and well, Lucia, well, Lucia, of course, means the bearer of light. 
So she she got yeah. a character name as she opened up her own mind to developing the writing about the writing. And only yeah. then will she be able to write that first scene and then write the last scene. Now, Stuart Stern told me, he said, the last scene is not necessarily the last scene. You know, you may find that you write the ending and then you go mm-hmm. back and write based on that ending and you find, oh, there has to be another ending. That's okay. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a journey it's of discovery, true. you know, all along the way. It is. It really so is. you really but actually it's, don't it's, know when it's over. You don't know when it's exactly. over, really, because it exactly. could not be over it's, after it's you tough. think it's over. Yeah. And you could it's move hard. Hard. You could move chapters yeah. around. Yeah. I found myself yeah. moving chapters. What I thought was yeah. the first chapter, maybe this should be the fifth chapter, should have been the first. So, yeah, so it's, it's taking the time and yeah. not rushing the process. Exactly, exactly. I mean, my advice exactly. is usually for people for over the years, I just said write the whole thing and don't go back. But I don't do that yeah. myself, and I want to no. <laughs> because I do think that's the right oh, thing to do. No. Just do it, but I can't do it because I tend to go back because I want to make sure everything fits because I don't like if it doesn't fit. So mm-hmm. I want to make sure that it fits. So as I go on, I know more about it. So then I go back to make sure all the words fit and how they look and what I thought about them, and then I move on. But I, if I were giving advice, I actually say write the whole thing and then go back. But I don't do yeah. that. Yeah. Well, you know, what you, you said think... something that really intrigued me there. Everything you say intrigues me, Marcia, but this especially. Okay. <laughs> it reminded me of a oh, that's thing a good I way saw to put with that I saw with Leonard Bernstein, uh, where he was talking about Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, I think it is, or the Third Symphony. It doesn't really matter. He said, as I look at it, I realize that every note anticipates the next note. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful. Think about that. Yeah. And this is yeah. a musician who has you know, yeah. incredible analytic powers. He says, every yeah. note is necessary for the next note mm-hmm. to be. And if we think about our writing in that way, every word you know, predicts the next word, and and the yeah. next word depends on the word that came before. So what you just That's said, Marcia, was very profound. See, but the, but <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's me. Okay, that's me. <laughs> I'm not sure which character. You're right. Now I see. Now I'm thinking. Maybe I am really the dog. Maybe that is me. I don't know. Maybe it is. Gracie might be me. I don't know. <laughs> or well, all these good. angels. You, you can be I all think, of them at know, the same time. You know. Yeah. You know. I think when you go. write with angels, you know, I'm writing with you know about you know. There's always angels around people, and I'm thinking. Do I and I do believe this? So I'm thinking. I do too. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Yeah. 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 See, I do too. But I'm thinking maybe sure. I should. Oh, yeah. 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 I know. Yeah. If I didn't believe that, it's probably easier for me to write characters because now I'm thinking they have because I do think there are we have angels and sometimes they are coming to do a job and sometimes mm-hmm. we ourselves don't let them do the job, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because we fight it and maybe. They really need us to, like, loosen up. I don't know if my characters, it, it might be, Jack, now you're going to make me think about all of No, I do think about all these things anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, you have to. I, you know, I think about when I was young, I always say, I didn't really think about anything, but maybe I actually did. <laughs> I don't know. I think all I cared about was, like, having a good time and laughing and having fun. I'm thinking, well, I don't know. Maybe I did have thoughts then. I, that I had. Yeah. You know, when you're a kid, you, you don't remember all the things. You but don't. You but could that, not that's write the, the books that you write if you hadn't done the things you've done. 
And in that sense, you know, Joyce is right. You know, all fiction is disguised autobiography in one Mm -hmm. form or another. Mm -hmm. You know, and so we we really have to recognize that we do stand, you know, on the pillars, on the shoulders of giants, so to speak. You know, people who who have discovered all this and and are waiting for us to to rediscover it. And uh, I think that's what getting rid of all the junk really is all about, is discovering what, what, Schopenhauer meant, discovering what Dostoevsky meant, discovering what Tolstoy meant, you know, why do those stories hang on? Why is Cinderella mm. so pervasive? Because, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's 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 as true as you can get it. They've stripped away all the garbage, you know, and yeah. there is so right. much trash in our culture right now. The words that people put together are kind of trashy words, you know, and that's that that's a hard thing to say, but they don't really carry much meaning. You know, they just yeah. mm-hmm. you know Marsha, you know, that's true. Kind of and that that is true. No, you're right. And that's where people that are just starting out writing, uh, I say one thing about that is being an agent for all the years that I was, I think what's happening is because like I know I had tons of rejection early on and and I think that's a good thing. But I think now people aren't getting rejection if they're doing their own books or some of the smaller publishers are taking a lot of people they shouldn't take. Because if you've never felt rejection, you think you're a great writer. Oh. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm terrific, you know. I write every, and, you know, and that's a problem, I think. It is, it is. Rejection. Well, Kelly, how, many, how many rejections did you get for a decent woman? Oh, let's see. The first, uh, the Started writing the book in 2006, I believe. Or no, sorry, 2000 actually. So that was a long time ago. I received a hundred. I sent out a hundred queries and got oh my eight God. positive. Yeah, hundred yeah. queries. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. thank God it was rejected. Thank God yeah. because yeah. that story was. Not the story of today. <laughs> exactly. Right. See, that's a, see, that's the thing. See, that's it. That's that's yeah. the exact thing. It is much better that to get rejections to because yeah. you can't have someone saying, "Oh, it's it's really good. I'm going to publish it, and it's really not no. good. That's really bad." No. You know, and it, it doesn't make you learn. You learn more from right. getting rejected, and even a bad review. Which, although Jack, I always talk about what Jack said. He once said on one of my shows that, and I always say this, if somebody rejects your book, they don't like it, or they say it's a bad book, it's they review it horribly, you're not going to write it again, so don't even bother to look. And I think that's kind of a good thing not to get upset about rejection, I mean not rejection, about bad reviews, because who? how do you even know this person read the book? And uh, this is a problem now, you know. And so I think Jack was always right by saying don't read your reviews and get upset. Because mm-hmm. you can't, you can't do that. Right. It's not a good thing. Right. You know, just because right. one yep. person didn't like it, so what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll tell you how it you is when I have. Good review, you'll read my review of a decent woman. <laughs> I was just going <laughs> no, to no. say that. You, you, you know, took the uh, words uh, right out of my mouth, Jack. That <laughs> review, I uh, got more uh, comments about your review of a decent woman, which I am eternally grateful for. You're very kind, but. Boy, you, you, you zoned in right into the essence yep. of the book. 
And I can't tell you how many people have, have told, have commented about remembering your review. And I learned how to write reviews from Jack because he is a no, master writer. Because I, I know because Jack was on my show one time. This is years ago. And we were just having a discussion, and he mentioned that he read my screenplay, It's Never Too Late. And I went, and I was shocked. And he started talking about it like I actually knew what I was doing when I was writing a screenplay. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is from Jack. I'm thinking, like, this is good. Know. You know, I know, and I had no idea he even read it. And he was talking about it, and he goes, oh, it was in good form. I'm going, like, really? I mean, I had no clue, you know, because Jack, look, at he taught so many people. He's read so oh, many books. Absolutely. And honestly, this coming from Jack, I went like, oh, really? Jack read my yeah. script, you know. And yeah. so I think that this is a thing, you know, you have to know who's reading it and if they have, you know, because Jack is experienced. Yeah. In yeah. all of this, yeah. so definitely. well, see, that's definitely. why I think that to get to get caught up in in how many books, uh, I, uh, yeah, I'm shocked you, at yeah, that. You want to be loved. Too. You want people yeah. to, write, to like your yeah. stuff. You want people yeah. to read right. it and you know, talk about. It. But that's just feeding your ego sphere. You know, it doesn't. Exactly. It just pumps up that ego. It doesn't do anything for your writing. See, I mm-hmm. see so many writers who imitate themselves. Their first book came out. It's really good. Everybody loves it. Their mm-hmm. second book, they did it exactly the way they did their first book, and it stinks. But why does it stink? Because they're imitating mm-hmm. themselves. And yeah. Marcia, the, your Hollywood thing, the screenwriting thing, Hollywood seems to thrive on the notion that if it can't be imitated, it's not worth making. It's, right, Whoa. and that's wrong. Yeah. 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 You know, listen, years ago they would go like, oh, we don't want any, you know, anything, you know, we don't want any um, historical, and now historical's huge. They have tons of movies, but years ago they wouldn't even look at it, you know, and for people that wrote historical screenplays, and, you know, they didn't want sci-fi, they didn't want horror, and guess what? Right. Everything right. changed. Right. So yeah. write it the best story. Out. Write the best exactly. story you can. That's my advice. Bottom line. Bottom line. That's right. <laughs> and take your all right, time. So, all right. So now where can everybody find you, Jack? <laughs> and, and find me? On your website? Oh, yeah. Oh, well. We're all coming over to visit you now. three three blogs. One is called uh, Blood the Novel. Uh, dot uh, well, at, you know, and I can't remember. I don't ever know. Right, just look up JackRemick.com. JackRemick.com, and then there's BobandJackWritingBlog.com. Now, this is a really good thing for writers all our to writing look at. Stuff is up there. Oh, it's so, really good. You know, it's a check really that good out. blog. It's, it's been redesigned and revamped. The guy named oh, really? Jerry okay. has a good friend of ours. Oh. Redid it, ah. and it's beautiful. It's, he's, he's got everything accessible, and including some of the diagrams. I so once had him on the show, but I don't think he ever great. wanted to come back. He never wanted to come back. So yeah. <laughs> I, he was on one time. <laughs> once well, was okay, enough. Is that a sign-off <laughs> sign? Are you getting ready to leave? Well, are we, are, well it's an hour off? and a half. It's an hour well, and a half. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm wow. about to wear out here. You guys really wore That's me out. That's what I'm saying. That's what I said. We are about to leave, right? <laughs> it has been fun. Ellie, it's so good to talk to you again. You know, you I'm Ellie looking did. forward to I'm meeting you. Eleanor? Yes. Yeah. Where can they find okay. you? Oh, 
Oh, sorry. Okay. Thank you. All right, thank you, Marcia, thank, thank you, you for having thank me you so on. Much, Jack. Ellie, Jack, good thank talking you. to you, you, and we can do this again sometime. Yes, we will. Oh, of course. I look forward to it. Definitely. I know. Well, you can find me. You can find <laughs> me at www.eleanorparkersapia.com. I, you know, Very I read good. what you had on your Facebook page about the actress Eleanor Parker. Oh my God! Can you imagine that? Yeah. That was late last night. For some reason, I was just looking around and I thought, I wonder how many other Eleanor Parkers are out there. And well, there's not that many, you know, because I remember when I first met you, I'm thinking, oh, Eleanor Parker, the, because of you know a hole in the head with Frank Sinatra, <laughs> that movie, you know, right. I like old movies, you know, but she right. just died. So yeah. So I just I. liked her voice. Was, I used to like her voice. Yeah. She had a, a good speaking voice. Woman. Yes. Yeah, she really was. Well, I discovered you know. last night that my uh, my obituary is on uh, was well, was put out by <laughs> by Reuters in 2000 uh, December of 2013. Someone wrote her obituary in her bio, and my face is plastered in this right there. Oh my God! Center. Really? Really? As Eleanor oh, wow. Parker, yes. Which is oh, why geez. this is why I add my my mom's uh, maiden name, Sapia. So yeah, uh-huh. I discovered because I read, I saw it on so. your site. I saw it on your site. Yeah. Yes, last night. Isn't that I'm thinking crazy? Like, yeah, yeah, that is. You know, because you know, sometimes there are a lot of names that aren't the same. You know, yeah. when you exactly. look up things, you know, that's why people put an initial in or something. You know, right. and uh, right. yeah. But I'm so glad well, you came you out. Go. It was a good show. It was really good. I appreciate it. And it's always great with Jack because he's so honest and forthright and tells he's us, that, you know, he's, it's he's unbelievable. Brilliant. Yeah, he really, he really is. Yeah. Okay. All right, oh, Jack, guys. I thought you were gone already. Marcia, Jack, I and we will you. talk soon, I hope. Jack, I thought you were Bye. gone. We're talking about you. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 Good night, everybody. I used to doing night shows, but actually it's 530 where you are, right? Yeah. 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 All right. Thank you again, and good luck on the book. And, you know, you know you're always welcome anytime. Thank you. You're very kind, and I'll speak to you soon. All right. Yes. And goodbye, everybody. And next, I'll have a show next uh, in two weeks. Yes, two weeks. Okay, and I'll be putting it out, what we have on. We have a lot of new guests coming on, so it'll be kind of interesting in November and December. Thank you. Good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.